interpreted the same way is that you have the ability to see different types of things that you're looking for in your life that you normally in a conscious mind would not see together. And all of a sudden, boom, you're doing breath work. You're like, yes, these two yeah. things work together. Yeah. And that's what breath work brings. So Clarity. Aloha and welcome to the Vitality Vortex. I'm your host, Jenny Alma-Rose, and each week we bring in experts in their field to help guide you on your journey to physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. Reach higher states of consciousness and live your deepest desires as you tune in and attune to embodiment practices such as mindfulness, meditation, movement, and nourishment. We believe that by taking the time to nurture ourselves, we can become more connected to who we are and the world around us. And by doing this, we can create a supportive community that helps us grow and heal and ultimately make the world a better place. Today on the podcast, we are very happy to have with us Eric Rosso. Eric is one of the owners of the Yoga Room Hawaii. They opened during the pandemic and three years in, they have over 700 members. They offer hot yoga and recently Eric has been offering breath work. And today we're going to be diving into the realm of breath work. Welcome on the show, Eric. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. So you and I, we met back in, I lived in Hawaii back in um, 20, yeah, prior to 2015. But you and I met, we worked as um, together at a, at a studio, Island Club and Spa. But you've since gone on to open up your own yoga studio. And can you tell us a little bit about how that happened and how you got started? So when we met, uh, I was actually teaching spin classes. That's right. Yep. I wasn't I doing that. the yoga. Yeah. And uh, Core Power came up, opened up. And in 2012 in Hawaii, I went, I just fell in love with yoga. I've been doing uh, 26 and 2, which is the Bikram style of yoga. Started in 2008 and just fell in love with it. And then Core Power opened up in 2012 got certified, started teaching in 2012 and just like moved everything over, stopped teaching the, the spin mm -hmm. uh, cycle classes and went right over to yoga and haven't left ever since. And I don't think I ever will. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I, I actually went to core power a couple of times before good. we ended up moving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got a, they got a good uh, system and it will always be there. It's, it's a really, uh, it's a good fundamental foundation, mm -hmm. but we, they would never even open up a breathwork community there or do a class there. That's where, you know, yoga room, we do hot yoga. Some of the stuff is very similar to core power. We've actually still have the 26 and two, which is the Bikram. We do, nice. yin, we do a lot of different stuff and we do workshops like breathwork. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me how you ended up going and opening up yoga room Hawaii. So I, I fell in love, you know, again, hook, line and sinker, fell in love with yoga, started teaching. And in 2015, I started a yoga magazine called Yoga Hawaii Magazine. And this magazine was in every one of the yoga studios in Hawaii, not just on Oahu, but all over the Hawaii. And it came out once every six months. Uh, I'm also a content creator. I'm a photographer, videographer. I've uh, had uh, an advertising agency for the last 29 years, uh, kind of winding that down and retiring from that and really focusing my attention into wellness. Um, let's see, where was I? <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, so just kind of like getting the yoga room started and you've, yeah. you've got all of these other... So, so basically, I, I was doing this magazine and featuring local... Uh, models that were doing yoga and also featuring all the local editors and writers and all that kind of stuff. And it was very, fairly successful. And that's how I got to know all the, the owners of the mm -hmm. studios. And during the pandemic, I uh, got a call from the owner of Yoga Room Hawaii. And it was, it was a perfect like place, very similar to a core power where it had good parking, it had bathrooms, it had two really good studios, I mean, our largest, our big studio, Studio One, can fit 65 people in the class. Wow. So it's a big studio. Um, the 
the showers and bathrooms are very key uh, where you have students that or members that can go to work in the morning, go to class in the morning and then take a shower, go to work yeah. or people leaving work can go take a yoga class, take a shower, go out to eat with friends and then go home. That so was a nice. game changer. So yeah, I so actually, I had um, opened up a studio as well. And I know, I know with everything, the, the permits and finding the space and then finding the parking and, and the size of it. And then just to have what you've, I think what you're getting ready to tell us is how you acquired the space, but um, to have it already, everything already built out, everything yeah. has already been sort of like laid yeah. out for you. Um, it was, it was good. I mean, we did put some lipstick on it. We spent, yeah. we spent quite a bit of money and, and changed its uh, outer look. Um, but technically, you know, the, the elements were there. And, but at the same time, we started uh, in 2021 in October when the whole island was shut down. And the only thing that we had, we had these huge studios and we had a teacher teaching in that studio only to Zoom. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's how we started. And it it is slowly and gently, you know, taken off. We have 700 members now and, you know, we're, we're, we're doing well. I mean, and it's a great place where people feel safe. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different modalities. We're not only doing breath work, but we're doing, uh, you know, workshops, handstand workshops. We're doing all sorts oh, of stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. So really quick for all the listeners out there, because this is one of the things that's popping into my mind and I'm assuming that you do have, but do you still have the opportunity for people to join you online? So if there's somebody that's, that's coming in from, yes. you know, Oregon, Bend, Oregon, um, yeah. so we can. So that's, that's a beautiful feature. You know, uh, anybody can sign up online and we, we teach a class, you know, uh, online. And so if you go on vacation, you can chime in, you know, uh, real time and take a class. And then there's archives classes as well. So you have access to that as well. Awesome. So you have so many different types of yoga classes that you teach, but the, and also you're offering now breath work. And that's really what I want to dive into. Um, I I first learned about breath work, just seeing it online and sort of it was like this new, you know, healing modality. And I really got sort of intrigued by it and and had signed up for, you know, somebody's class that they offered that, that was from Germany because it wasn't really in at least in my realm around that much. And then I started seeing Eric teaching breath work and that was coming across my feed. And so I got really, you know, a little bit more curious and wanted to reach out about it. And I remember asking you back then um, how you got certified and how you got into it. And um, so tell me a little bit about that. How did breath work come across? Um, your Gosh, field? you know, I mean, I've been to some of those wanderlusts. I went to Bali, took these breath work classes and I'm hearing so many people, as I say, crack open or teleport to another universe. They're crying, they're laughing, they're getting angry. And I'm hearing it around the room, but nothing happened to me. I don't know why. Maybe I wasn't ready at the time. And, I, and it was about four, four breathwork classes. But then uh, I went down to Rhythmia, which is in Costa Rica. It's a It was a seven-day ayahuasca retreat. Mm -hmm. So four days was ayahuasca. Three days were breathwork. And in the breathwork class, I broke. I mean, I'm crying like a baby. Mm. And I could tell you the whole story. But bottom yeah. line, I basically said, oh, my God, I got to take this back to Hawaii. And you know, if I'm having this type of experience in this healing journey, there's so many people that need this. And I brought it back. And the first thing I did is uh, look for a breathwork um, certification and I, got, I found John Paul Crimi, which you know who he yeah, is. Yeah, he lives right well. here in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> and and he did something very similar to what the, what I experienced in Costa Rica. And I still do the, the same experience that I got in Costa Rica. Plus, I've added on my little twist. So I do some things that are different from what they were doing in, in Costa Rica. And John is doing his thing. And mm -hmm. um, But there's a lot of different types of breath work. I mean, yeah. people have heard of Wim Hof. And Wim Hof, you know, does and through the nose, exhale three minutes, and then you hold your breath on the exhale. Well, everybody is different. You know, if you go back 3000 years to India, 
they were doing the pranayama breathing where you're breathing in through one nose and out the other, you know? Alternate nostril breathing, yeah. Exactly. And even kundalini. Kundalini is a form of breath work. Um, and there's a lots of different types of breath work. But guess what? They all work. They all exactly. work. That's the most beautiful thing. Even in when you do yoga, yoga is breathing in through your nose and out through your nose, engaging your mula bandha, uddiyana bandha, your core lock the whole time. And you're moving and you're breathing and it's a moving meditation. And all of a sudden you get into that flow state and all of a sudden that lens turns inward. And that's where you're starting going into these different journeys, but you feel good. Yeah. Um, so yoga will be able to do that. Meditation will be able to do that. Uh, I, back in June, I spent a whole week with Dr. Joe Dispenza. You know, oh, we nice. meditated for 36 hours and the minimum amount of time doing a, each meditation was an hour and a half. Yeah. And the first day I said, oh my God, this is going to be a long week. Yeah. Did but, you go, you went to one of his retreats or did. where was it? He's in Cancun. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. I will say that the first day was very tough, but he really does. He brings the, the science to the woo-woo. You know, and mm -hmm. that's the beautiful thing about it. it. He is. gives you the reasoning of what's happening in the body and why this is going to work. And the way he teaches it, just spot on. After the first day, I was I, I was able to get it. I was able to drop in and the rest of the week was duck suit. Nice. Yeah. I have so many things that I would want to ask you, but I, I, I do want to stay on the topic of breath work. But one yeah. of them is, is also, it is, it's like the meditation and, um, some people say, and this might be a good segue into a question regarding with breath work, that they can't meditate. You know, it's this, their mind is continually chattering and going on. And, and um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a practice, meditation is. But with breath work, when we find ourselves in a session of breath work, let's, let's call it, you know, a breath work session similar to conscious connected breath work. And I do want to hear more about the ways that you're incorporating your type of breath work, but there's this beautiful thing that happens where you're, where the ego sort of quiets and that, that chatter of your mind begins to quiet down after a series of doing this type of breath work. And that's when you mentioned other insights begin to happen. And, and it's a really beautiful way of tapping into the subconscious. And can we just, maybe yeah. expand a well, little let's, conversation let's go back. on that. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, I, I'm a science guy. You know, I went to Brown University. I was a chemistry major, but I also was an art major as well. So I worked with two sides of the brain. And the first thing that I came back, I said, what the heck is going on? How, how is this possible? And so just the, I'll give you the cliff notes, but there's a word called the default mode network. And the default mode network is like this mohawk in your brain. And I say this in my class, I do have to frame my breathwork sessions and the people that keep coming back, the alumni, they have to hear this little talk yeah. for like 15, 20 minutes. But it's very important because if you don't hear this and all these things start to happen to you during breathwork, you're going to leave. You're going to say, I, 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 I can't handle this. So so the, got the default default mode network. And this is all right here. So if I connected these electrodes, Jenny, to your brain, and I put them to a computer, what you would see is this area lit up, light lit up. It's all like bright white light, say. And this is our conscious state. This is the prefrontal cortex. This is the conductor of the orchestra. This is what's on all the time, 24 seven. And its job is to just make you be able to, you know, get through life. Yeah. And we all know there are traumas that happen, especially when you're under seven years old. Well, a lot of things happen, and but this this conductor is saying, "Oh, we can't use that. That's that's not going to be useful in your everyday life." And so let's store it into a file way in the back. Mm -hmm. But what we don't realize is that we bring this trauma and we bring it into our relationships, into our work, and how we walk through life. It's our so, patterns, yeah, and it just exactly like it becomes so automatic. We don't even realize we're doing it. We don't realize what we're doing it. So that that is this default mode network. So when we do breath work, what you would see on the computer is this starts to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when you drink this prefrontal cortex, it dulls. And 
that's why people said, oh, it takes off the edge. I get it. But drinking drink alcohol. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So drinking alcohol, you know, over the long haul does not work. Okay. It dulls the senses. And that's why you feel good because you're not, it stops the chatter and like, that, oh, this is good. And then you get into this spiral into this world of alcoholism and that's not a good place. Right. So what happens when this goes to sleep, you would start seeing other parts of the brain start to light up and yeah. they start talking to each other. And these, this is your unconscious state yeah. and you're not on alcohol. You're not on any kind of psychedelic, you remember these things. And then you have, now you have this neurogenesis because your unconscious mind can able to solve problems and give you clarity that your conscious mind can't. Absolutely. And that's the whole purpose of breathwork. And I think it's so like, I'm just like so fired up and excited when you mention all of this, because it's so beautiful to allow these other parts of our brains to to ignite and to communicate. And what I think is the most beautiful thing about breath work is that it's available to us whenever. So it can give us some of the similar effects as um, plant medicine can, mm -hmm. um, some of the same wisdom, some of the same ways of tapping into our subconscious. But what is so beautiful is that number one, it's available to us whenever. And number two, we have total, complete control of how how long we want to remain in that state, how deep we want to go into that state. And I yeah. think that that's really a beautiful, beautiful offering for for all of us, mm -hmm. right? And you know, let me let me just you know notate that I wish I had a magic wand. I've said this before. I wish I had a magic wand and waved it over your head, and everybody was like perfect. And there's no magic wand, but there are tools. Yeah. Breathwork is a tool that you put in your backpack and you carry that around that you can use. Okay. One of the beautiful things about breathwork is that it's you healing you. It's you going inside. It's not an exterior thing, but there are so many different exterior things out there like therapy, walks in nature, meditation, yoga. These all help. And these are all tools. Put them in your backpack. Absolutely. And collectively you get to where you want to go yeah absolutely a very holistic approach to all of it right where you can address the physical the mental spiritual the emotional with all these different types of tools that you're that you're collecting along the way and yeah. and they do and i think they all work in in different ways um but they're also incredibly effective in helping yeah. us reach our potential and reaching us you know like where we want to go actually that 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 brings me back to um to to how we were talking a little bit before we started pressing record and actually going, but I had mentioned to you how I had just started this podcast and it was something that I had wanted to, you know, begin for a couple of years and it was sort of simmering in the background and I wasn't quite sure what it would look like or how I would do it or what form it was. Was it a subscription where I would bring in these experts and talk, you know, or was it, and then, and then it eventually came out that no, it's, it's supposed to be a podcast. Um, and then there was a period of time where I needed to work through just myself and, and, and like getting more of the self-confidence and the ability to bring it forward with clarity. And, um, those, those clear messages came through breath work, which is, awesome. it was, yeah. oh, and it was so vivid. It was so incredibly vivid. And it was just me shining like this gigantic bright light. And it was like undeniable undeniable and there was no way that I could not take action on it it was just such a clear profound message and that came through breath work and it was just yeah, yeah so I'm super I got, grateful a, for I, got a I got a metaphor for that I yeah. I produced a, an album with Henry Capono a local Hawaiian musician pure Hawaiian many many years ago and he was uh going to play with the orchestra the Honolulu Symphony Orchestra and he, you know, here's this guy that is like revered as one of the best, you know, um, musicians in Hawaii. And he goes to the conductor and he says, I I'm sorry, but I can't read music. <laughs> the conductor says, no, you have this gift and don't worry, we'll be able to work around it. But you have this gift to be able to see notes that normally when we see this little box of, you know, uh, script and, and notes and stuff like that. 
but you see these notes in a, in a totally different way that maybe two notes that come together and they sound wonderful. Mm. But breathwork is the same way is that you have the ability to see different types of things that you're looking for in your life that you normally in a conscious mind would not see together. And all of a sudden, boom, you're doing breathwork and like, yes, mm. these two yeah. things work together. Yeah. And that's what breathwork brings. So Clarity. Profound. Yeah. And every single time can be different, right? For a participant. And a lot has to do with your state of, state of mind at the time. Um, my son has done it a, quite a few times. And there's a couple of times that he wasn't in a good place. And he got, I, I saw the anger come out in his breath work. Uh, the one he just recently did a couple of weeks ago. And he says, because he's in a much better place. Because oh, I'm so happy I didn't do it. And I, I didn't get angry. And everything was really good. His journey was a wonderful journey. But I always say that you you need to go through those things. You need to really feel the negative. And, you know, and and I always say what's coming is going because you gotta let it come. You gotta sit with it, feel it, yeah, understand it, look at it from so many different angles. And and that's how you solve it. Yeah. I yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And and I agree with that too. It's it's like, what are you going through at that moment in your life? Breathwork can be such a powerful tool to reach down deep in the deep, deep layers of your subconscious and your tissues, right? Because we hold so much of our emotion in our tissues. But there are moments where I I it was in a breathwork session, didn't even expect it. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, here it is. Okay, I have no choice but to look at this and do this right now. And, and honor that, right? So whoever, you know, because the places where I've done breath work here in Oregon has typically been with a group of people. And it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable in those situations, allowing yourself to really feel the feelings, um, to cry, to cry like so deep, to feel the anger to the depths. Um, and then once it's released, looking and then you know, there was a moment where I was like, God, there's still more. There's still more. I didn't know that I could feel sadness to this level. But since that release, that it, it hasn't returned and around that particular issue. And it just, that's where it just, you feel so light and, and life becomes, life becomes so much more joyful and playful. And yeah. So, so breath work is different from meditation, okay? Um, yeah, it, it goes to the same place. Do you feel at peace at the, at, at the end of a meditation? Yes, you do. Do you feel at peace with, you know, at the end of breath work? Yes, you do. So a lot of ways to get from point A to point B. Um, group meditation, group breath work classes are really good. If you ever go up to the, and I, I'm using these local uh, places, but the Pupukea, yeah. North Shore Pupukea Meditation Gardens with Dave, oh, you know. beautiful up there. He, He's beautiful. It's amazing. But, you know, Dave always says, you know, the meditation is powerful, is more powerful when you're in a group. And I believe that is so true Absolutely. in as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, go to one of these places and, you know, most of the breathwork facilitators will create a space for, that you feel safe, safe to be able to bring out that emotion. Sure, you're going to, I've had those people and I've been in the same boat where you're like, I feel like crying. Should I cry? And where, where am I? And then, <laughs> yeah. and, but you know, you let it out and, you know, sadness, people crying, it's an emotion. Uh, Laughter is emotion. I, I get people that laugh and then you get people that have anger, but there's a chart where courage is your par. Samadhi, enlightenment is at the top. Shame is at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Anger is close to courage. And anger is a good emotion to have. It means you're letting it out. Nice. But you talked on something about the somatic problems. You know, stress can give you acne. It can give you pain. That's why we go to, to get a massage because we store some of our pains here in, in our bodies. And it's very, very true. I can't tell you how many times that I've done a breathwork session and all of a sudden it says, oh, my back pain's gone. Oh, this is good. People are sleeping better at night. Yeah. Uh, I had one guy and I have a testimonial on that too, is he got COVID mm. and after COVID, his heart rate was like 110 to 120, where it should be around what, 60 and 70. Yeah. 
And um, basically after the breath work, he showed me his, his Fitbit and it was down at 80. He goes, this is the first time it's happened. And then he came back again and he kept doing it. So I, I personally witnessed and these, what I call miracles yeah. of you know, people sleeping better. Somebody had an O-ring and he says, I'm terrible at sleeping. And then he sends me his chart that, oh my God, I slept for eight hours and I never woke up Incredible. all because of breath work. So you get things like that. And these are things like, you know, all right. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, um, you know, taking that bath daily, like Zig Ziglar has mentioned, you know, motivation is like taking a bath daily. You, you need to do it um, on a daily basis. It's similar to breath work. Breath work is one of those modalities, as you mentioned in the beginning, where it's a tool and it's just another way to keep our bodies free from diseases, help heal our bodies and those stored traumas in the tissues and, you know, to relieve stress. And, and when you're doing it on a regular basis, you're just going to not only see your health, um, you know, improve, but also you'll see that those, those issues aren't coming back as often. So um, one of the things also, so one of the things also in breathwork is that it alkalines your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you get, I always bring it to my breathwork classes. I have those pH papers pee on it. So if it turns blue, your body is alkaline, which is great. If it's, if it's yellow, it's, it's acidic and it alkalines your body. And there's a lot of science to that, maybe pseudoscience, but it's like taking a vitamin, but when your body is alkaline, diseases have a hard time coming into your system. Yeah. And so that's why it, it is a, it's great for an immune system. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So an immune booster, which is what, something also that we also need in this time of not, not, I mean, like all the time, but particularly in this time of the year where yeah. seasons are changing, um, we're going to be around family and holidays and, you know, lots of other um, foods that we may not normally be eating, but yeah, just keeping that. But system, you know, system. if I saw a pattern, it's stress. Mm-hmm. Stress is the main thing that I see people coming to breathwork or people that are looking for a modality to help them with that stress yeah. and that chatter in the head. And that turns into the somatic symptom. I see that over and over and over again. So much and, case and, coming. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does, what does a typical session look like for you? So people come in and, you know, what are some of like the physical sensations they may feel, um, Okay, so so the way I do my breath work, um, I, I frame the class of what's going to happen in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, some of the things you're going to feel dizzy, okay? But that's the carbon dioxide and oxygen coming into your body and it goes away after five minutes. But God, if someone starts to breathe and they start feeling dizzy, they're going to stop or they're going to slow down and I don't want them. You got to go through it. Techni is something that people get. I can do breath work as hard as I want. I never get technique, but there's some people instantly, they get the, the T-Rex hands and you have no control of it. Yeah. You know, and again, another one of those things when you start this breath work, like I'm getting this technique. If I never shared that with mm-hmm. the group, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm stopping this. This is stupid. Yeah. And so you technique can happen. Control. Yeah. Technique can happen in your hands or your hands and your like feet clam up mm-hmm. your jaw, even mm-hmm. your feet. So your body is just like con- the mm-hmm. muscles are contracting. Right. And again, yeah, as you mentioned, it's like, you don't have control over it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of times it's it can in feel the, scary, the but so in breath work, it could be through the nose only. It could be all through the mouth. It could be the nose and the mouth. It could be a double X inhale up, you know, belly, chest and out, everybody is different and they all work. Okay. But if you do get that technique, it means you're pushing the exhale. So to alleviate that, you still may get the technique, but not as bad. Mm -hmm. But if you push that exhale, now you think about a panic attack, a panic attack is somebody trying to get oxygen and pushing that exhale. So they can't get the oxygen and they're, and they, they're getting all the air out. Breathwork is different. Breathwork is about filling the whole body with oxygen, whether it's through the nose or through the mouth. And then the exhale, there's nothing to the exhale. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my analogy is a bow and arrow. The bow and arrow pulls back. That's your inhale. Mm-hmm. Let the arrow go. That's your exhale. 
Mm, that's really nice. So no effort, just release. Yeah, sort of an analogy, a metaphor for life, right? Like just flow, just oh yeah, <laughs> release. Yeah. And I and I and I got a recurring theme of like people say, "Oh, I'm not breathing right. I'm not breathing. Am I doing this right?" And they're in their head. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, about halfway in, they start, "Oh, okay, this is what it's all about." Yeah. But I always say that. And if you ever saw the movie uh, Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox, and I always say I'm dating myself, but um, that DeLorean had to go down that runway 88 miles an hour before it took off. Mm -hmm. It had to hit 88 miles an hour. And that breath is your engine. You need to do the breath. If you don't do the breath, you're not going to, you're not going to crack. You're not going to take off. You're not going to yeah. go for it and go back to the future. Do you think, ooh, nice. <laughs> Do you think that um, just looking back on your experience, you had mentioned the first four times you did it, there wasn't, there wasn't an, you didn't feel an effect. Um, do you think that that could have been attributed to a certain way that you were breathing or do you feel that it was very similar or it was could just maybe a moment, again, because it's, it's, it's different for everybody every single time and Maybe it's just, yeah, yeah, like you had mentioned, not ready or... Not ready. Um, you know, it's a really good story when I was down at Rhythmia. Now, Rhythmia does more ayahuasca ceremonies than any other place in the world. Wow. And, um, you know, and it's not cheap. I mean, it, you know, you go down to Peru, they're going to say, well, you're going to purge. Purging means vomit and mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you go into that part of the forest, okay, <laughs> and do it. Yeah. Uh, at Rhythmia, it's like a five-star resort. Mm -hmm. So you have spirit angels taking you to bathrooms. And, and that's one of the reasons why I went there. Um, was that your first spirit. experience? With? It, yeah, it was the okay. with ayahuasca. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, what was that? I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, on that no, one. you're good. Um, what, yeah, we were we were back talking on uh, breathwork. And you said that was the first time you had experienced it. And I was asking if it was the um, if you wondering whether or not the way that you were breathing had any effect on 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 really not having uh, any sort of experience with it but then you had said when you were down at rhythmia and you did yeah it, it, there. It, i broke but it yeah, could be yeah. the time oh but the story i was going to tell you is um when people come down about maybe 10 percent of them get what they call not us which oh, is i've never heard they, that what is that nothing Oh, they, not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah nothing. They, they take the, the ayahuasca yeah, and fall asleep and they wake up the next yeah, day and, and they're like, they said, what happened? Nothing. Mm -hmm. and, they're, and they like went to the shamans and they go, what the hell is going on? Because we're, they're paying a really good money to For come sure. down if they don't have any kind of experience. And the shaman said, we're looking for nadas. Nadas mean that they're closer to enlightenment and samadhi. They're in a good place in their lives. Oh. Oh, that's so beautiful. So I, I looked at that and go, okay, that's really interesting. And what what they what Rhythmia did is they were they're really good on surveys and studies. They had all these people that got nadas and they said, here, fill out this stuff, keep a log, do a diary mm -hmm. and a journal for the next six months. And what happened is they saw a clear pattern that even though they had nadas at Rhythmia, that things happened, they kind of like fell into place in their real life, whether it's relationships, business or whatever, yeah. things started to happen. Yeah. So there is kind of maybe a clearing that you may not be able to see, you know, Absolutely. in real life, there's something that's happening in the unconscious that's clearing things out. That's so, oh, that one just hit me, like resonated so well on a very- I'm glad level. I remembered because I get, I go off on tangents. Yeah, no, about? The, so I've, I've been in quite a few, various ayahuasca retreats and we'll just sort of like go off on a little tangent over here but um the the last and they were very profound for me and things that I just needed and it it's sort of like I went through a massive transformation um but this last one that I went to you know and I'm always really eager to to sort of get those messages you know I want to get the message <laughs> what is it that I need to work on what is it that I need to do and the last one that I went to the message was really like go dance go celebrate. You've just come from, like, you have just walked through so much of your journey and, and you've made it here and 
that was what I did all night. I danced, I celebrated and, and it was beautiful. And I kind of looked back on that. And I was like, why, why wasn't there any messages? You know, I wanted like some sort of like real epiphany or download, but things are happening in my life. They are, they're lining up. They're so becoming so synchronistic and, um, opportunities and, and other messages that are sort of happening in ways that I wouldn't expect it or, so it's very interesting to be open to receiving and to be in that place. And um, yeah, every journey is, every journey is different. Every journey is different, um, which shameless plug, we're planning a retreat to Peru in wow. March for oh, wow. a, yeah, for a, it'll awesome. be a three, it'll be a three day ayahuasca retreat. We'll also have breath work as well. And um, a couple of other plant medicine um yeah, plant medicine journey. So we'll we'll be talking about that more on the podcast. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I just got certified in hypno breath work. Okay. And um, these are one-on-one -on -one sessions that I'm going to start doing in 2024, where we really dive in and it's more personal. Like what are your what are your pains, exterior, interior pains? What are your goals? Yeah. Because when you get into the subconscious, you can start manuring that and of course when you're out of it taking some you know conscious action and and making things happen oh it's so good so so how long have you been teaching breath work uh so over two years what two okay. and a half years yeah okay. and i do it okay. once a month religiously okay uh, with yourself or do you go to a facilitator um, i'm probably doing breath work I can't say every day, but I do it a lot. Okay. Okay. For the downloads, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then when you're, so some of the, the students that you've worked with, um, what are some of their, you had mentioned some of their like physical, the physical ways that they have healed. Um, any other sort of testimonies if, of people that you've worked with through a, a long period of time? Maybe, you know, I, I had somebody that had some trauma when they were younger, mm -hmm. uh, rape, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they couldn't dissociate that when she would talk to her therapist, uh, she couldn't even talk about it because she would just get all triggered. Yeah. When she was in breath work, she actually was able to be the observer. Mm -hmm. She watched the incident mm -hmm. and she was able to talk to her younger self and say, this doesn't define you, this breathe through it, you know, you're going to be fine. And since then, she, this is what she said is that she's able to talk to her therapist about it now. Oh, that's wonderful. Got through the barrier. Okay. And I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff that comes up through that, mm -hmm. but the fact that she can actually go into breath work, and be able to see her younger self in that act, talk to her younger self, and then come out of it, take action saying, ah, I can talk about it right now. I'm not, yeah. I can't, I don't need to dissociate from it. I can, yeah. I can go into that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. To me, that's beautiful. Uh, I, again, another testimonial, um, Belinda said, she said that she said that she has issues with self-love mm -hmm. and she was a, a diver mm -hmm. and she said in my journey I met my younger self and we went on a dive mm. and we were just enjoying this underwater experience and when they came back they both met their older self mm -hmm. and the older yeah. self says to her and her younger self you guys are fine mm -hmm. like, that's yeah. you healing you you know, yeah. that's an exterior force. And all of a sudden she's walking taller. She's feeling more comfortable about where she is in her life in this present moment. Yeah, because it does. It goes down into, as we mentioned, the subconscious where, and it shifts it, it changes it and alters it. So those automatic habits that we were talking about in the very beginning, those get rewired, they get shifted without mm -hmm. us consciously having to do it because we've done the work in the breath work. It's it's we've like jumped over into a new timeline and have you know new downloads new so or software upgrades right and so we're now upgrade. we're walking and 
performing in life with this this um, truth, right? It's this truth. As you mentioned, she's fine. And so you go through life not necessarily thinking it or telling yourself that. It's just a truth that you walk with. Yeah. And that is so much easier than having to sit there and tell yourself that every single day. It's just already a part of you. Well, you think about that video that people play in their head of the past and how do I get out of it? How do I stop it? This is one way to be able to stop it. Yeah. Uh, And again, a tool. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when you go to therapy, it can, there's ways to break that cycle. When you walk in nature, you're able to break that cycle. Breathwork can do the same. Yeah. I actually have also become uh, certified and also teach breathwork. Um, about once a month, I do it either with retreat, retreats or also I host um, online. Um, I'm also doing an event this Saturday, or sorry, yeah. excuse me, this Sunday. But I have been working with someone as well who had a similar experience in their childhood and has also been able to gain clarity around it. And I know that um, it's it is just from what I've what I've been witnessing. It's such a deep um, trauma that has manifested in other ways in in their lives and to even gain a step forward to healing is beautiful and it's profound and and that's after years of going through therapy years of you know tapping and and not to say that none of those other tools have helped have have helped or not but breathwork has also been as you mentioned a, a tool that she uses and it, she's able to have some breakthroughs with it. And it's really, really yeah. powerful. Able to like chip away a little, another layer. And maybe it takes several times, who knows, to really get down to the core of it and to make some profound shifts um, that can be seen on the external. But, but the fact that it's making progress is, is huge. It's huge. So much, much of the trauma usually happens before seven before the frontal lobe is being developed. Mm-hmm. And um, in my breath work, when I start off, I uh, tell people as we ground down, we're, we're just grounding down, I ask them to list all the people that made them feel safe. Mm. Great. And then um, to list them all and to get granular. Mm-hmm. What, think of a time, pick one of those people that made you feel safe and, and, and pick time an actual place that you were that you that you felt safe because mm-hmm. that comes up into the breath work you know bringing i'm bringing it trying to bring this top of mind and also afterwards i always said if you don't have anybody that made you feel safe please come talk to me mm-hmm. uh and you get a handful of them i mean there are some people that didn't feel safe at the, from seven years and under and if you ever read the book, The Body Keeps Score, you'll, you'll see that that's one of the indicators of issues that's going to lead into your, you know, adulthood life. Yeah. So it's really important, right, to address and and to do what we can to help people heal. Yeah. yeah. And, and and keep in mind, too, like abandonment. Abandonment, abandonment doesn't mean that your parents weren't there. It could be that your parents worked all the time and, and you were by yourself. You're still going to feel that. You're still going to have a trauma over that, even though you come from a good family. Yeah. So there's so many different things that can trigger you that are you're, you're walking and you don't even know. It's like, oh, my life is great. But you don't realize, well, my parents were working all the time. And I, and then all of a sudden in breath work, you start getting some of those downloads. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the important thing, right? To be able to sit with it and find the truth around it and let go of any resentment or anger or whatever it is, trauma triggers that you may have. And so you can heal yourself around that. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. I'm yeah. So grateful that I came across it. I know that you are too. Um, yeah, I I'm excited to participate in one of your classes and, um, you know, and see the method and the modality that you used. Um, I, I have seen on some of your posts, you have people wearing headphones. Is that correct? Okay. So I started with like eight people in the room, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, you start off, people don't know what's going on. Many people come, they have no idea, you know, they're going to think, oh, you're in the yoga room. I'm going to learn how to breathe better in yoga. 
And they all of a sudden have an experience. They said, I have no idea what the hell is going on. And then word of mouth spread. I get about 65 people in the room now. Wow. And the, wow. the disco headsets um, allow me to play my music and to talk and give my affirmations. And it's a game changer mm -hmm. um, because you get to go into your journey especially those that are empaths the first thing you do when someone's crying next yeah. to you first time someone's yelling you want to get up and you want to go help that person you don't realize is that they're on their journey you are on your journey oh, that's such an important yeah absolutely so that they can even go deeper oh yeah so yeah just just remind them like you're they're on their journey let them finish their journey you're on your journey go into your journey and uh, the headsets allow you to stay in your journey. It's a game changer. That's great. Wow. Yeah. I really love that. What you had mentioned also breathing in through the nose or breathing in through the mouth, the way that I was taught to do this type of breath work was through the mouth. Um, do you give people the option to do either nasal breathing or mouth breathing? I I, I do it through the mouth just okay. simply because it oxygenates your body quickly. It yeah. gets everything in the system. But like I said, everybody is different and they all work. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no one way to, to do it. I've done breath work where we're in a circle holding hands in Sukhasana, Native American Indian style. I've done breath work standing up, which I don't recommend because you get dizzy and you could fall and hurt yourself. But mm -hmm. I did it. I've done so many different types of breath work and they all work. Mm -hmm. You just got to find one that works for you. Can you share with me what breath work has done for you personally? Where have you, where were you on your journey before? And maybe even, you know, bringing yoga into that as well and your ayahuasca journey and sort of like, where have all of those healing modalities, where were you before and what have all of those healing modalities done for you and where are you now? I don't know. I, I guess so that I'm on a on a on a journey on a journey, and like like all of us, we're all evolving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was a I was a cycle instructor, and I love going to the gym and working out. I played football at Brown University uh, when I was younger. I've always considered myself an athlete. I've always tried to stay in shape as best I can, even though though I raised two kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then yoga kind of changed everything. It, it really turned the lens in and being able to be a teacher, I've been able to teach a class and come up with affirmations and sharing my knowledge and wisdom. And that is my road. And yeah. it's, it's turned into owning a yoga studio. It's turned into a breathwork facilitator, breathwork facilitator. You never know what's going to going on, but I feel as this is the best way for me to make an impact on my community before I expire. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, so very service oriented, very yeah. much into healing not only yourself but healing others. Um, such a beautiful path to be on. It, it is. It's it's, really it's, is. it's rewarding. Uh, but you know, you're always looking at the next level. You're always saying, "What can I do to, you know, to go to the next level?" But what has it done to myself? Is God? I'm I'm my best, you know breathwork facilitator I, I try to do breathwork all the time and I really try to go deeper and it's like a muscle mm -hmm. you know if you're doing if you're doing a lot of breathwork if you're doing a lot of meditation if you're doing a lot of yoga if you're doing a lot of running you're gonna get better at it yeah so I'm yeah. just gonna do more just keep practicing keep exactly. yeah using that tool I love that so much so beautiful. I also saw that you recently took a group of people to Egypt is that right? So uh, my partner is uh, doing a, a retreat. She's also uh, a healer as well. Took a group to, to, to Egypt, which was great because Egypt is such a sacred place. Mm. And, and to be able to feel that energy. And, and just to let you know is that I have been more of a, you know, a thinker than a feeler and that's the biggest change in me over the last you know 15 years is that I've really started to use my heart and even in my breath work is like you really have to take you can't be thinking from here you got to go 12 inches 
downward and really come from the heart. Everything is through the heart and that's what you're going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. All those feelings. And so was that part of the retreat of what you. So I, I was, I was there really as I did a breathwork class uh -huh. there uh -huh. and I was the content uh, creator. I brought my video camera, nice. I brought my drone and I did all that kind of stuff. Nice. So I was there just to facilitate and help her. Gotcha. Uh, which was beautiful. I mean, yeah. what a great way to go. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, doing some more retreats is something that's in the works in the future too. It's like, just okay. like what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's wonderful. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Eric. Is there anything else you want to add in for all of our listeners today? We shared a lot. We did. This is really beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. So in the show notes, we'll let our listeners know where they can find you. We'll let them know how they can get involved with the Yoga Room Hawaii and how they can join a class either with yoga or with breathwork and any of the retreats that you're hosting in the future. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, coming, yeah. coming soon. So awesome. Thank Very you good. so much. It's been such okay. a delight to reconnect with you and to um, share the, yeah, the last hour or so with you. So. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners today, we hope that you find this, this information useful and inspiring. And please remember to invite, subscribe, and share this content with at least one other person who would also like to improve their immune system, release any stored emotions, increase their vitality, and live a life they love by design. Have a great day, everyone. Aloha.